today i'm blessed with the amazing henry kosemakula cto other from uganda he's the president of the ugandan community in china and today we want to hear his story and his views on leadership as well as on, on a vast array of topics henry you're welcome to our podcast. um thank you so much i am very here today um much for the wonderful thing it's really amazing and above all i'm really happy because we and talk to the world about the things they are gonna learn or about myself or in general i'm really happy to be there thank you so much you're welcome you're welcome um i'll start with the brief 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 question is um who is henrico sema me i know you as mr president of our Ugandans in China, but who are you in your own way, in your own terms? How do you describe yourself? Um, thank you so much. Well, uh, um, that is so much, much of a name. My time when I was on TV, UBC TV, specifically, my real names are Semakura Henry, working with Sky TV, that make, that make me a former journalist, but I am a, a trained journalist. With from Makerere with the TV, radios, and I'm very humble. Um, I want to ask. Um, you know there there are many challenges when it comes to leadership, especially in handling people, different characters. You know, and it takes a leader with skill and and determination to. To, to handle those what do you think um makes you what what major lessons have you learned in your leadership journey so far uh lesson is always to listen after listening to first uh take time before i act after listening to people's problems most of the time they are not even problems to call you and expect uh, they think they have problems someone will call you explains to you mr president i have abc i've been uh, my landlord told me i don't have so he has told me to get out of the house and by the time you tell him of me of uh, the, your landlord's number you get to call the landlord and maybe the landlord to the police station and and register so listening and then to solve the, uh, these problems it's been very key with my leader always listen then um, i take my and then i add problems are very very easy i'm telling you they don't need much they're not in the embassy they don't need anything very easy so i've learned to listen to people if you listen and you get um the knowledge you didn't know and calls me today tells me something and after maybe a month or two months similar person telling me the same so because i handled a similar problem sometime but this other person that has come in today like very easy i just relate so now it's done 
for people. I really do respect people. Like these people a lot of the capacity you come in because I understand not the audience. If they are actually 50% or 60% or 40% of people older than So you have to put in mind, I am a leader, but I, there are people that are age. So, but if someone is calling you, but he's fit to be your uncle, the president, you think you're so big, maybe you're arrogant, maybe you just you don't listen, you just and suppose the way you you like you know even to them or, or even like uh in relation to the age difference just respect people regardless of who he is or she everyone matters and that is why they call me maybe humble respect people but not just talk people anyhow Okay, that's good. That's really good. I admire people who have that uh, listening ability and are humble. So I want to ask, um, how do you navigate the challenges um, leadership comes with, especially in in a country like China? This is a hard one for me. Like you've said in a country like China, they are bigger challenges. I can give you a few of them. Today, by the time you wake up, they have told you this area is sealed of not going out. But someone is going to call you, Mr. President, I need your help. You are the only one who can help me. You can imagine. You have to reach to find someone in your abysses. You know, then those that govern China. This is uh, to people that are here. These laws are very different from all the laws of the China system. is totally, totally different from all systems of other world. A leader, the president, even people trust you. They even as a leader, you don't have enough confidence to go and face the law. Okay, of course you have to go and face the law enforcement, but you don't have to. I am here as the president. You know, this has happened. Uh, I had the, um, this school has refused to renew their visa, so I am the president. Uh, you, they can call the even you, the president, he says, maybe they can come and <laughs> you too, they can tell you, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Show us your residence permit. You know, just something, you know, you act smart, but even above the laws of, be humble to the, to the laws as well. Because, uh, trust me, correct? Uh, but, there are so many so happens that even with my house, I cannot just bring in people. You know, I'm talking of things which yeah. you know. I cannot just bring in people, just come and sleep. So these people, as much as I can, 
to navigate these problems, it, but I have to be smart as well. Because the law here does it. There is no president, there is nothing. Actually, to be hey, oh, so you are the president for you, I think you will, uh, you will uh, report, report us to, you know, your country, you know. So, to navigate all these problems is one. You have to be smart how to act. You have to have friends. Uh. Like I told you, the problem is in Hanjo. You're not able to travel to Hanjo because you would maybe call a friend or a representative to help you. Maybe you can say, my, help me. Maybe 100,000 or 200. Please help me go here and help me reach out here. So you have to be smart work. The law enforcement you know uh, anyway and actually even the embassy can write a letter or can command. Then three have been very helpful of me at least. I know now this one it needs the embassy. When I get there I get so I tell them come speak to this one. So they speak directly to the embassy there at least they uh, you know they will at at least uh, be knowing they are not going to the embassy. So that is some of uh, the way to navigate some of the problems, the challenges, and law enforcement of this country. Okay, um, you you you've highlighted an issue. Um, there were there were cases of 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 racism in China, I think in 2020 in Guangzhou. Um, you as a leader of an African organization, do you think China has compared to other countries, Western countries, China is slightly better off in that way? in handling racism or it's, or it's a general problem that probably we just have to get used to it um say china uh is better because racism is everywhere some cases or some countries where it's too much uh for example person who believes that um um Chinese are treated differently. This is actually between the, the, the reverses, that is China and Uganda. I really believe the way Chinese at least should be like 70%, the way Ugandans should be treated. But on paper, uh, uh, they have a very relationship. Uh, they like we have real friends, friendly countries. That is on paper. Especially if you have been in Uganda, you would see Chinese that do Chinese do um, all sorts of jobs. Chinese to to all uh, all places around Uganda. They own buildings. They have factories and so. On. Well, as on the 
here, you're gonna see it's only like here. We are treated well, not the way that we are, that Chinese are treated back in country. Traders here, first of all, they they get goods like expensively compared to the Chinese who are selling. These same Chinese, they go to Uganda, maybe um, on credit. And even so, the traders in Uganda actually come here, buy goods, take them to Uganda. Coming back to the, it's only for the English understand the thing. A foreigner, you cannot live in any area. You cannot just live from any, someone might say, even Chinese only live in Kololo. But I know in Lungu, where I, I stay, I know, not just live in apartment. Supposed to live there. That is the one. Then, two, the way of life. Chinese are favored. You can find a house, even if they say uh, foreigners are free to live here. For a uh, Chinese, it may be a thousand dollars, and then foreigners are getting them maybe at $1,500. Like it's not equal. Then the other general problem in nation, I believe, I don't want to put it to a country. However, the country itself needs its citizens. Because its citizens don't know much. Or an extent, they still find you and even take photos of you. Who is person or a foreigner? Whenever you pass, you will see why going, why going, foreigner, foreigner, you know. They get phones, take photos, take photos, you know, they run away. I don't want to put it to a trying to show you what they are doing this without knowing. Like now, during that time, they got uh, foreigners were being evicted from their houses. You would really understand the whole was happening. We thought even the world was ending. But this maybe they thought because the world is ending, we should chase these people away out of the house. You go to get a house. You no, know, don't live here. Don't you? You know, standards we here. Don't want to say it, but we hear they say they say that maybe foreigners um the other one is, you know so this is mostly in their most of Chinese kids they think foreigners are the ones that have COVID. You get somewhere or you go somewhere, the Chinese will find you and then uh, like his or a mask, such that mm. you know things actually happen everywhere. You can do it when you go to the bus, enter a lift, anywhere. So long as you enter, everyone will touch his mask. You know, racism. It's like before I came in, you were normal. When I came in, you all touched me and they are like, Why go and why go? They shout at top. I think you're very racist. Because 
like I said, each, each or the world is full of racism. Uh, uh, even in Africa, even in Uganda, it is still there. Um, they are racist, but I'm putting it like to, it might be the, you don't want to say they are racist, but the things they do, they can show you. And what the government, so I've tried to show you from the government itself, and what two governments maybe think, and then also try to to show you from them. I don't know. Okay. Um I've i liked the way you have analyzed the situation of racism in China. Uh, I want to ask um China right now has the strictest zero COVID policy and you as a leader obviously you have people who want to come to China, ask you questions, or people who want to go back home but are having thoughts, mixed feelings about it, or worse still, people who are mentally depressed because of the lockdowns that are happening. So how do you navigate that, especially the mental health aspect of the lockdowns? How do you navigate that, you as a leader or as your organization that you lead? Um, <clears throat> thank you so much. Actually, that's like, uh, with groups where we organize ourselves, maybe people with chat groups and so on. As cabinet, one, we get, we got so many cases of mental illness and, and uh, simply because people times in houses being under lockdown uh, under lockdown too also because of the situation without food without anything to eat like um, tortured emotionally and mentally you know torture you can torture you two months in two lockdowns you get out of one case and then they take you back and they do about the year. We got so many cases of um, uh, mental illness and uh, people wanted to go, go back. But normally what we did, our group was saying, we created a group where we have counselors and doctors that they try to counsel these people, talk to these people, and also, we created maybe to make fun of you know uh, to make fun of these people normal actually people don't know why we sit and create come up with problems uh, to help uh, these Ugandans here in China the, the life of people in China is normally in their like, like small so someone only time for the phone in the morning, look from morning up to afternoon is on the phone, but cannot get out, out of the community, and even cannot get out of China because one, tickets 
even and now look at someone who has not even been working is very tortured to have money poor even community even to think of going back to Uganda he doesn't have money proof the only thing he did think of was to get this counselors there, there and we counsel these people then we end for our programs some of them are for entertainment others are for just to keep them updated and then keep them you know uh keep to keep to kill out the board otherwise someone might die and this is real either this is real students are, uh um, students are in uh, their dormitories they don't even get out of can you imagine you can maybe try to bring out life that someone might try to catch up with the outside world okay and and i want to ask um has during your your leadership has the ugandan embassy helped you because um there are some people who believe that the ugandan mission in china hasn't helped them much and um they feel disappointed so you as a leader do you feel like you've had support from the foreign service while here in china yeah well say this and uh, with all my heart with my institution and we have helped and we normally so that it's only that maybe uganda instead a lot of time maybe the leaders do appreciate apart from the future but the people don't know because in all problems they gave us numbers for leaders when the problem or when some of those numbers require and reach out to them they help immediately so being helpful in uh, um maybe giving us even financial support by the functions they have been there for us they have been sponsoring functions they have been uh, talking and also they are helping our system for example we've had like four cases that's been contributing money from their own pockets their own own pockets they have been very helpful with few may be a challenges and mostly to do with maybe phone calls because that when they call the embassy they don't pick up when we, we are looking for the embassy is not there so depends on the time like me sema you can can come at 10 11 at 1 so long as i'm sleeping rings ah I just speak oh hello you know but the, when they say it's five we are going home that is it even the landlines actually they, they leave them in offices not like my personal phone that i'm with it 
24 7. You know? So you put the embassy. The next thing you will hear, the embassy doesn't help. I try to reach out to them, but no one. Then sometimes you can call when it's Friday, when it's a weekend. That also uh, may be uh, blame work. So some, but you call maybe when it's a weekend. There are also public holidays, and we need to understand that the embassy uh, operates with the Ugandan calendar. Matter day. Sorry, Matter's day in Uganda is holiday. Maybe the Ugandan uh, room, but they are not in office because they follow the Ugandan calendar. Embassy has really been. Most of the have a few challenges, but you would really understand. And maybe at the embassy, people only or to be remaining at the embassy. And those two people, so by the time maybe. But when you at least you can reach out to your leader. Your leader also tries to find a to them and try to solve. I would really say they have enough. Help everything financially. And because even the work we do, we are the ones that help us or get them from the embassy. And some president, I need this. I just go to the embassy, get the letter. For me, this letter. Do this for me. Give me this travel document. Give me this passport. You know? So, basically, they have been of help. Okay, on, on the last question on, on leadership, I want to ask um, what do you think will be your legacy as a leader in the Ugandan community in China? Right. Legacy was to unite, uh, get something. Uh, leadership unifies everyone, includes everyone. And actually, as I speak to you, I am a very happy man. I'll die. I, I, I die tomorrow. I will die a very happy man. Uh, I didn't give you a, 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 a background. We inherited thing that was from ground zero. It was just a forum. The forum of maybe Wusak. Uh, Wusak was very, very organized. I salute Wusak. But because they are students, students, they were really, really organized. Students get problems, but so much like, like these fighters, uh, uh, um, no, I don't want to use the word, hustlers. <laughs> because most people here are real, real hustlers. We do is your hustle. Students could get what they were really organized, but then we had just a forum of people, and, and what was on forums were just abusing one another money. We live in the village, I live in the city, you are nothing. <laughs> so, you know. And then that is something we can do leadership from ground zero. And in just imagine, so we started something. After being everyone, we all have one to make our parents, our, whether you're a student, whether you're or what. I actually, we initiated 
Spanish and Lusaka. Actually, I reached out to Lusaka, their leadership. This was their back, you know? Before, those fall, I could not even talk with these, you know, other, uh, you know, uh, they're not even be known or they could not, not even interact with uh, these, uh, uh, you know, problems. But now, we have a good cooperation with this. We have all Ugandans We've reached out to the ones that are in Guangzhou, and we've brought everyone together. And regardless, now, whether you've been here for 10, 15 years, whether you've been here one or two years, it's your same and equal. There's nothing like it. We are all, and good enough now, today, to movements because of the student or not a student, I'll have problems with visas. I didn't talk about that. people now have problems with visas, whether you have a working visa, student visa, you know, you just twist around, you, you, you know, eventually they tell you go back home. You know. So normally we have basic. So I am really happy, man. We started. Um. Okay. Uh, my next question will be. Um. What are your, what are your thoughts on the Uganda-China relations? Because this year, uh. China and Uganda marks 60 years of cooperation. What are your, your views on that? Uh, uh, like I put it before, earlier on, I would love to see Uganda, the ones that we comes to. Uganda is gaining and China is gaining, not only one country gaining. So that is one thing that I'm, I am really praying to see or praying for. And we Ugandans, we can gain from, we can, I know we are gaining, but we gain more. You know, it's like a cake. We have a cake, China and Uganda. Let it be in the middle. Each one takes uh, an equal part. China Uganda. China takes labor for so workers to Uganda to maybe uh, you know to, to work on those roads, buildings and so on. I would love to see the same by importing to China coffee. We have, have our coffee, we have our cotton, we have so much. I would love and also with the people that are in China on the cake. How is are treated in Uganda at least let us be treated equally. Students that are here, let them also be treated like students, like maybe the ones that come from the US, ones that come from the country. Uh, I would love to see that, not seeing the student differently, and uh, uh, maybe those ones from the US that are Canadian differently. I would love to see equal, equal, equal. Yeah, we've 
grown, six years when we are together. So now, equal shares of this. Those equal shares of trade, equal shares of education, between the two countries. Okay. Um, um, I would want to know more about you apart from leadership because that's how I got to know you. So apart from being a leader, which other thing are you into? You know? Tell me more about your other life. Well, business as well. And I own a, a company called an international company. It's a credit company with offices in China. We do all sorts of trade money, uh, shipping in Ugandan side. We sell uh, um, rentals, uh, buying and selling of cars, business person and business minded person. And even here in China, that is where I work. So I'm always running here and there into business, and that is when you be. Uh, uh, the presidency's office, then you run there, then you come back here. So, I'm a trader and I do trade, and I've been a trader even before I came to China. Okay, okay, okay. That's good. That's good. And um, as, as as someone who has been in 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 China, and I want to ask. You. Why do you think? Why do you think there there are quite there's quite a number of Ugandans or Africans in China? Why is China attracting many people, especially from Africa, to come here? Because usually most people go to America and Europe, but over the past ten years, we've seen now more coming to China. Why do you think so? Um, in China. Unless when you've not China, but working in China, you would you really feel easier than the ones we hear that is in um US or maybe UK. For example, yeah, most of the work that is business, it's really easy. Doesn't need, doesn't need even a lot of knowledge. Then too, I think because of, of um um behind of world that China created. Coming here to China, you expect I may be my machine and send it back to Uganda. And I start to make money. Then three, which I think one of the most uh, the most that is attracting people to come to China, I would think is because of policy of not offering uh, citizenship, people to work hard and actually save more and actually plan more to plan uh, back home. And here, yeah, they are like trade is here, um, machines are here, like everything's not anywhere. They are not in the UK, they are not in the US, they are not in Canada, they are not anywhere. You work, 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 work. At the end of the day, you have to know about this machine. You reach out to the factory faster. 
even when you don't have any you and you know when you go back to uganda that is where the money is even the ones in the u.s they don't want to come anything to be in uganda when you by the time you set up something to worry so i think trade it's money also is don't forget it is one of not mistaken the biggest economy uh, okay um my last question would be is uganda is celebrating 60 years of independence what makes you a proud uganda well there are so many things but the biggest one uh whatever you think of it the weather what uganda from someone mentioned hospitality of the people the love of the people, the nicest, nicest environment. Okay. Uh, Enrico, thank you for coming to our podcast. It was nice sharing your insight. Very informative. Thank you. Thank you so much.